0: Chapter 9. The World and Myself Are One In the first stage of meditation, the inward-facing path or the way of discrimination, we extricate our essential self from everything we are aware of. Awareness turns away from the objects of experience and recognizes itself as the subject of experience, the knower of the known. I am aware of thoughts, feelings, sensations and perceptions but I am not myself any such object. I am that which knows or is aware of them. I am the knowing element in all experience. In the second stage of meditation, the outward-facing path or the way of inclusion, we face the objective content of experience from which we previously turned away but we no longer lose ourselves in it. We allow it to merge into ourself. We do not go towards experience. We let it come to us. Experience always takes place in the same place, the placeless place where awareness is, where I am. We cannot even say that experience comes to us as if it came from a distance. No experience is at a distance from ourself or other than ourself. It is ourself, knowing, being aware, or awareness itself, that assumes all forms of experience. Experience is the activity of awareness. All there is to experience is the knowing of it. All experience of thinking, sensing and perceiving is a colouring of awareness a modulation of what I am. Once this is clear, it is no longer necessary to take the inward-facing path. Indeed, it is no longer necessary to take any path. There is no pathway from ourself to ourself. From time to time, we may still turn away from the content of experience to rest in being, as being. But we no longer do so because objective experience is problematic. Experience has lost its capacity to veil ourself from ourself. It has lost its ability to disguise its reality and instead shines with it. We are equally at home in the presence and the absence of experience. We are equally at peace resting in our own being. As we are in the midst of activities and relationships, the conflict between awareness and its objects has dissolved. The distinction between life and meditation has come to an end. The word existence comes from two Latin words, ex, out of or from, and sistere, to stand. Indicating that something that exists stands out from its background, just as an object in a movie seems to stand out from the screen. What is the background from which everything that exists stands out? Being. Nothing in a movie is distinct from the screen or has its own independent reality nor in real life does any person or object exist in its own right. They are names and forms of a single, infinite and indivisible being. Everything in a movie is a colouring of the screen. Existence is a movement of being. The being, or presence, shared by all people and things, is infinite And everything that is seen, heard, touched, tasted or smelt is its transitory name and form. Everything we encounter is a manifestation of that which truly is, pure being, or, in religious language, God's presence. No object exists independently of God's being. This is what is meant by the Islamic prayer. La ilaha illallah, or there is no God but God. No thing has its own independent existence. No person or object is an entity unto itself. Nothing actually exists. If properly understood, this is not a nihilistic statement. On the contrary, It is an affirmation of the fact that every object or event we encounter is a temporary name and form of eternal, infinite being. As the Sufis say, wherever you look, there is the face of God. The apparent existence of things is borrowed from that which truly is God's infinite being, just as the apparent reality of objects in a movie is borrowed from the reality, relatively speaking, of the screen. Things don't have their own existence. Being has things. Selves don't have awareness. Awareness has selves. We do not think of things because they exist. They seem to exist because we think of them. Thought abstracts discrete objects and selves from the reality of God's infinite and indivisible being. To feel this reality in the midst of experience is to know beauty and love. It is God's presence shining in and as existence. If we make an investigation into ourself we find only unlimited self-aware being, I am. If we go outwards towards the objects of the world, we find only infinite being. How many infinite beings can there be? The great recognition at the heart of all the religious and spiritual traditions is that the amness of ourself and the isness of things is the same infinite and indivisible whole or reality made of pure awareness or spirit. This reality, shining on the inside as the knowledge I am and on the outside as the knowledge it is, is modulated by thought and perception and appears as a multiplicity and diversity of objects and selves, just as everything that appears in a dream at night is the activity of a single, indivisible mind. Awareness is the essence of our self. Being is the essence of the world. These are not two. Their unity is refracted by thought and perception, but never actually ceases to be the same, infinite, indivisible reality or whole. The revelation of this reality is the impulse behind all great art. It was for this reason that the filmmaker, Pier Paolo Pasolini, said, I want my films to restore to reality its original sacred significance. It is what Cézanne meant when he said of his painting, I want my work to give people a taste of nature's eternity. And it is what Bach was referring to in religious language, when he said, All my work is composed for the glory of God. The isness of all things and the amness of all selves is the same infinite, indivisible, self aware being, known in religion as the presence of God, in science as consciousness, often referred to as awareness, and commonly known as I.